Hey guys, welcome to my very first episode of Freeform. So, just a quick intro about me. My name is Fernando and I'm a university student and also just a young person on a journey of self-improvement and understanding about how the world works. Since we've been in lockdown for a while now, I thought might as well start a podcast because I've got a lot more free time on my hands. I've had some really interesting conversations throughout the years and I thought it'd be cool to share with others. So this podcast sort of acts as a form of documentation of everything I learn on this journey. My goal for the podcast is to share different ideas and perspectives, enabling growth in character and knowledge about the world around us. So free form means not conforming to a regular form, structure or shape. This means not conforming to conventional ideas, ways of thinking, but instead exploring different perspectives. Also, Freeform aims to capture authentic conversations in an unstructured way, because I believe that these have been the best conversations and most impactful to me. So this podcast is going to be an interview slash discussion style, where I bring on different guests to cover a variety of topics. But the overarching themes are personal development, culture and society, where we'll discuss different experiences, opinions and ideas related to the topic. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, then stay tuned for some great discussions coming up. I'm aiming to release one episode every other Monday and hopefully life won't get in the way too much because I want to try and be consistent with this. Um, And finally, just a disclaimer, uh, we're not experts, we just want to get discussion going. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Enjoy. So today I'm joined by my boy Omar, who'll be sort of a guest for the first few episodes. Uh, Omar's one of my day ones, so um, I'll let you introduce yourself, mate. Yeah, so I've known Fernando since we were like 11, so we went to secondary school together. Time, man, yeah. Crazy, crazy, huh? 10 years ago now, if you want to bait the ages. But yeah, so, <laughs> um, you know, we've been very good friends since. I remember, what was it, year 10 science, we were, we were very close. Um, and then, yeah, so basically me and Fernando as well, it's been quite interesting. Um, cause we've kind of gone down the same path in terms of, you know, career, um, degree, and also kind of on this improvement journey. Um, so that's kind of why I really wanted to be on here and just to talk about some things as well that, you know, I find interesting, you find interesting. So yeah, looking forward to it. All right. Cool, man. Cheers for that. Um, I guess like, how are you doing, man? Like what's, what's going on with your life? Yeah. Um, so I'm in Madrid over Christmas. Um, so I'm working here for a year or so before I go back to the UK. So just pretty much taking yeah. a little break from work, also trying to, you know, uh, reflect on my kind of first couple of months working because, um, you know, I just graduated um, this year and then also kind of, you know, talk to family, talk to friends, um, you know, develop my own hobbies, etc. Et yeah. I guess you um, can't really do um, much, can you? Like, yeah. there's not really much <laughs> much going on. Have you been able to, like, practice your Spanish at all? Yeah, that's one thing that I have to do. I've been a bit lazy with it, to be fair. Yeah. But, yeah, practicing Spanish, you know, because work's quite intense. You know, you want to do things that just in a more calm and controlled environment, I guess. Uh, how about yourself? You good? Uh, yeah, man, I'm good. Literally just about to start, um, exams again. So, uh, bit of a stress, bit of, yeah, bit, bit of stress, but like, um, I just wanted to try and like create this podcast just because. Uh, it's something that I've always wanted to do. Like, been listening to so many different podcasts myself, and uh, it's just been something I've been meaning to do for a while. And I think I've been talking out myself, or talking, talking <laughs> myself out of creating this podcast. Yeah. Um, like, really, just trying to think too deeply about what people will think, like what people mm. think about my opinion, like what I'd say. Like, yeah. um, I just it was sort of a, 
afraid of what others would say um and i think that's what sort of deterred me from actually wanting to start this i'm i'm kind of yeah. like going going deep into it now and just trying to like set it up as soon as possible before i start making these excuses again so i guess the topic of today's um conversation is so it's just self-sabotage like i guess mm. we could start off with uh, what does self-sabotage mean to you and why do we do it um i think it's a very very uh, interesting um topic getting out your own way it's one of the most important things you can actually do to yourself. So it's, it's an interesting topic. I'd say to me that like self-sabotage is when you're not, you're getting in your own way, right? And there's, you know, a deeper root cause for what's going on. It's not just something that, you know, surface level, maybe it's subconsciously it's going on as well. You know, for example, right? You now I've started work and, you know, I've been given a lot of responsibility. Um, and it's quite funny because, you know, six months ago, I was at university and I was a pretty, pretty lazy, laid back guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I barely went to classes and lectures, right? Maybe three years ago, I just sat in my room watching Netflix, you know, studied when I could, et cetera, et cetera. So when, um, you know, you're given a lot of responsibility at this new job in your head, you're thinking, um, you know, maybe I'm not good enough for this. Like, you know, who am I to be able to do this situation? Who am I to be able to complete this project? Look at me. What I was six months ago or two years ago, et cetera, et cetera. So I think to me, self-sabotage is really about something deep underlying that's going on and you ending up like kind of talking yourself up, uh, out of it because you think that you're not good enough, um, in a certain aspect. So that's kind of what it means to me. Um, I don't know if you can relate to that. Yeah. No, I, I completely back that because like I feel like a lot of this stuff, a lot of this sort of self-talk is in your head and i feel like your brain is sort of different to you as a person so your brain wants to be more comfortable your mind wants to be more comfortable so that fear of failure mm. um sort of holds you back and to be comfortable it sort of takes you tries to avoid situations that like difficult situations okay. um, and that's why you have that self-sabotage like you get in your own way and um, because mm. you know that there's a chance that you might it might not work out and you might not be able to do it. So to sort of avoid that uncomfortable feeling, mm. the brain just comes back to safety. That's how I sort of see it. You see it as basically linked to the fear of failure. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's all fairly similar because your brain doesn't have past experiences which it can uh, confirm, for example, that you've actually done this before. So trying new things is sometimes difficult because you don't know if you can actually do it. Um, and that's that's partly why you can sometimes be like oh yeah you're not good enough like why why do you why would you do it and why like other people why don't you let other people do it like so you have these sort of thoughts in your head that, that's how i feel about it yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah. so yeah. It's, your, it's your brain's way of talking itself out of doing something that's gonna risk your ego it's gonna be uncomfortable. yeah uh, exactly yeah yeah that, that makes complete sense i think are there i guess are there any times that you've sort of self-sabotaged, would you say? I'd say the most prevalent experience of me kind of self-sabotaging is with like my degree. So within like second year, you know, first year I'd done quite well. I got a good grade that I was happy with. Second year, things get a lot harder at university. And then you also have like career applications, you know, you want to apply to banking and consulting and all these kind of good places because, you know, that's what's expected. And, you know, I also wanted to stretch myself in those kind of fields, I guess. But I would say... I have this general kind of idea of myself that, you know, I'm a smart guy, you know, I'm hardworking, maybe like 50%, but like, I'm naturally a smart guy and, you know, I understand things quickly. So what's happened with university, right, is that 
when university got a lot, a lot harder, I could have carried on putting in the work and, you know, still got a good grade. But what I was afraid of is, say, for example, I put in and I, you know, work long hours, work really, really, really hard. And then potentially I might not get a first, right? And if I worked really, really, really hard and only got a 2-1, then I'd basically have to admit to myself that I wasn't as smart as I previously thought, right? Because I had this idea about myself. It was you know embedded in my identity, I guess. And then the same thing with jobs, right? You know, I thought that I'd be able to do really, really well in um, this field and this field and this field. But if I worked really, really hard and applied to a job and didn't get it, I'd have to accept that, you know, maybe I wasn't good enough for these jobs. So with like job applications and with uh, university, I ended up putting in like 75% effort when, you know, it should have been 100. Why? Because if I would have put 100 and not achieved the results that I expected with that 100, you know, that would have been a failure to me. That would have been, you know, a crisis. Yeah. So I put in, you know, 75% effort. I got a, you know, a, you know, an average 2-1. You know, I was happy with because, you know, I still tell myself that story that, you know, if you, know, if you worked harder, you could have got that first. You could have worked happy with it, right? So I guess that self-sabotage, you know, indirectly, I, I'd say it was me sabotaging you know, my own development and my yeah. own kind of you know, degree result, etc. And it's quite an interesting thing that like third year, I just dealt with it. You know, I worked as hard as I could and just accepted the consequences. And that means that I'm not as smart as I um, thought I was, then no problem. Um, that's an that's an unhealthy ego uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, and I yourself? completely get that. And and also like with the sort of environment that you are around, like like LSE is not a light-hearted uni, is it? Like it's proper competitive, and yeah. like everyone's always trying to do their best. So like when you mm. slip a little bit, even if it's just like taking one day off, like you're sort yeah. of a lot, you're very far behind. And I think that sort of environment sometimes can be a little bit overwhelming. But yeah, no, I completely agree with you. That's very um, true. To be and fair, and to the point about LSE as well, it's like. If people see me working really, really, really hard as well, and then I don't get a good grade. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's a bit of a weird one, too. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> you might catch me in the library, you know, like coming to uni at like 12 or whatever. Because, you know, if, if they see me coming in at 8, and then, you know, at the end of the year, I get like a 65. <laughs> you know, that's something yeah. that might go cares about i guess um yeah that's my example um quite interesting now i'll talk about it now it's pretty fickle but you know it is yeah. what it is. yeah exactly i guess i guess in my experiences it's it's very it's been similar to be fair but um yeah i think for me i've just always been over real over reliant on other people for help like i've mm. i think i sort of grew this habit or i like grew this sort of way of thinking where i needed help from people in yeah. every sort of area that i like everything i did and i think that's such an unhealthy thing to build because you don't build that sort of independence that like it's so important yeah. when you go out into society and like you've got you've I mean you essentially got no one to help you um yeah. so so like every sort of project I've done I always like ask my mates ask this person ask that person for help like just to walk me through and it's like like surely like you should be able to I should be able to think by myself and I yeah. feel like I do have the capability to actually do that but I just never do because it's I feel more comfortable when someone's there who knows what they're doing to just help me out and i think yeah. that's that's how i um, i guess self-sabotage myself and there's a lot of like opportunities like risks that i could have taken um i was just i was afraid of not of it not working out so it i always just like uh stayed back like was just um i guess more reserved in in the aspect and so like i think that's how i've 
sort of experience this uh, sort of self-sabotaging. And mm. it sort of leads on to, I guess, the, the concept of like imposter syndrome and, and how like sometimes I don't feel like I should be in certain, certain situations. Um, for example, going back to your uni uh, example, like get, even getting into Bath, I don't, I never really felt that I should be there because everyone else is like ridiculously smart. And I had to like, I always considered myself like an average sort of student, average uh, intelligence, average at sport. Like I was never sort of up there. So like even just oh. getting something like that, um, obviously yeah. it's just like an example, but like it, it's sort of, I don't know, it's just hard to comprehend other like, things like that sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember us mentioning the, you know, um, asking too many people for help thing. Cause you know, you had the job applications, you know, you'd ask for assistance and, you know, someone would check over it and it's a really interesting thing because obviously you need people in your life that you know maybe are more advanced than you that can kind of give you this wisdom and really shorten your learning curve but at the same time you need to also have that feeling of doing it yourself and developing that confidence yeah right? it's a really really interesting balance and yeah um that's definitely something that i've had to deal with at work too yeah because like in terms of building that confidence it's like when you can do it yourself you yeah. have it's like i'd say it's sort of like a machine right like you right. you can do it yourself and that's like a small win you have those small mm. wins and then you input that data into this sort of machine that's like you and yeah. um once it keeps confirming that you can do things yeah that sort of confidence bleeds out in other areas in your life yeah. because it uh, sort of shows that because you've done something before and you know you can do this yeah. in an aspect, in another aspect, you can probably translate that into a different aspect and be able to just um, repeat what you've been able to do before. So I think the idea of just being able to actually do things yourself is is a yeah. very powerful way to try and overcome that sort of self uh, sabotage. So you're, what you're saying here is that because you never did things yourself, yeah, you never got an opportunity to develop your you know inner confidence and your ability to actually get shit done and do things. Yeah, exactly. And then would that affect the imposter syndrome then? Um, would that leak into that, would you say? Yeah, exactly. So like when you actually do, for example, achieve something that you didn't think you right. could do, you're like, mm -hmm. well, how did I do this? Because I've always relied on other people to actually help me do things. So like, mm -hmm. how, how am I here? What am I doing here? Do you know what I mean? Like it's, right, it's right. such a weird feeling to, or like thing to comprehend. Like, I didn't even know what imposter syndrome was until very recently. And I think, being able to clock that in myself was just like it, I sort of like blew my own mind in a bit in a like weird way. Do you know what I mean like I don't know like I guess in your opinion like why why do you think it be, can be like dangerous sometimes to to self sabotage in terms of like the spirals that we can go down and stuff? Yeah, I mean first of all like imposter syndrome has been my best mate for like the last five years. <laughs> and me and him have become very well acquainted and tight in it. <laughs> Yeah, we're boys. <laughs> yeah, I think the main thing that comes from self-sabotage is the main risk is that you are actually good enough. If we exclude all of the mental aspects, which, you know, seems like a big assumption, right? But all the things that you do when you talk yourself out of things, you just, just look at your abilities and what you've achieved previously, right? And take all emotions out of it. You could figure out and do this thing. Right? You can get this thing done, right? With your abilities, with your current skill, you can get it done. But what happens when you self-sabotage is you're, you know, you're decreasing your confidence, you're doubting yourself, you're kind of talking yourself out of it, and then you don't actually get that thing done. When you actually, if you, you know, believed in yourself a lot more, if you kind of got rid of that um, negative self-talk, you'd have actually been able to do the thing. Like, for example, with my university, potentially, 
you know, I could have got the you know the best banking or consulting or you never know if I would have just pushed all of that negative self talk out of my head and you know just gone for it without kind of being worried about the um the results. So that's the most important thing when it comes to uh you know the impact of self sabotage. So, so I guess achieve the things that you could have achieved if you didn't self sabotage. Like yeah. I guess an interesting sort of question that I just I sort of thought up was like, do you think your I guess upbringing um, had any relation to the reason why you self sabotage, or even like uh, how no. you identify yourself? For example, like like yeah. would you say that being a minority, for example, has has made yeah. you um, sabotage yourself more, or like in terms of like maybe social class, like, all of those aspects? Like, how do yeah, you feel yeah. like that sort of impacted your yeah um, yeah experiences? Yeah, yeah. So I'd say my main you know self sabotaging avenues would be you know imposter syndrome you know most of all right you know we talked about um other people as well with my previous example but for imposter syndrome that's been one of my you know not thinking i'm good enough has actually led to me not you know reaching the heights i could have reached because you know if i would have looked at my you know abilities and my statistics and what i've achieved previously you know i could have achieved um more than i've achieved now but of course i'm happy with what i've achieved now but that's a, a lot of that has come from upbringing right so you have the you know the, the family culture when you know for example our parents are quite you know hard on you as you could sure you know relate to yeah. um, they're quite hard on you they mostly look for kind of the negatives in what you're doing and there's no positive reinforcement so that also leads to me doing that with myself right because you uh, when you don't achieve something or something goes wrong or you're feeling you know uh, insecure or worried about your current situation your brain will then tell you these negative things because that's what you've been hearing, right? Um, and then there's also the fact that, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm um, a middle class or anything like that. So coming from more humble beginning beginnings, yeah. um, going to university like LSC and applying for all these, you know, insane jobs, you know, five years ago, like I would have not seen that, you know, in my future because you still think that you're just that guy, you know, you went to school and, you know, you're chilling. So to mentally shift from, you know, just being a solid achiever to someone that's going to try and apply for, you know, these best in class roles was yeah. a really, really difficult shift, brain shift for me. And it's still something that I'm struggling with at work when, you know, people tell me that, you know, you've got this, you've got the two one from LSE, you've got these, this, but in me, myself, I still don't feel like, um, I still don't feel like, you know, I'm good enough to be there, I guess. And that's, I'd say the upbringing and it's also kind of the social class as well, because you, know, you go to university and you see people that really been taught how to conduct themselves in situations. I'm just, you know, I'm a, I'm a frank guy. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, if I'm struggling with something, if something's going well. But these people have really managed, or people that I went to university with, some of them have really managed to kind of create this um, mystique around themselves where everything's going amazing and yeah. they're doing great. And maybe that's something that I haven't been kind of exposed to quite a lot. So obviously, when I'm comparing myself to these people, there's going to be a lot of self-sabotage going on with that too. But it's quite a complicated answer, but um, yeah. definitely related to my upbringing, definitely related to where I've come from, um, 100%. No, I completely agree with that too, Phil. Like, like I, don't, I don't know if it's just minority parents, but like, I feel like praise is not something that they, they know how to say. So like, I don't think it exists in their vocabulary. Yeah. But um, I, <laughs> I think <laughs> that's probably partly why, like in terms of yeah. self-talk, like, when people around you aren't sort of giving you that confidence it's sometimes hard especially as a child like to give yourself that confidence like where yeah. do you even derive that from do you know what i mean like 
yeah. especially like for, for me i don't know about you but i never really had like hobbies which i could like say that definitively say that i was better than other people at like i was just mm. never mm. had anything like that so you, there yeah, was yeah. barely anything to be able to derive like true confidence from and i think as as you sort of grow old and as you sort of see see the world a little bit more like meet new people get new experiences you realize that obviously other people are sort of going through the same sort of experiences and you sort of um build confidence in so i guess like finding new hobbies like achieving things i think slowly but surely you'd be able to sort of not rid yourself of self-sabotage self-sabotage because i think it will always be there but knowing how to deal with it when it comes and knowing that it's only a thought in your head and it's not actually real like it's so hard to comprehend sometimes that like most of stuff in terms of mental in the mental health sort of field like it's just nothing just real and it's all like you making it up and that idea is just yeah it's it's mad to me so what do you mean by you making up as in like you kind of telling yourself things and then believing them yeah exactly so it's like your so meditation for example allows you to see observe your thoughts uh very clearly whether they're good or bad Mm. and i think like if you look at day-to-day life like you have all these thoughts and sometimes you can just tell yourself stuff um, but it's sort of up to you to really uh, be intentional with it and understand if those thoughts are genuinely true or if they're just trying to make you stay in your comfort zone and make you avoid that sort of failure that that uncomfortable feeling so i guess um what i'm working on now is currently just looking at i guess the self-sabotage and how i can overcome it um and i guess in the future what i'm trying to do is just doing things and Mm -hmm before the excuses come for example like this podcast is a prime example of that like just ensuring that there's no excuses just doing it because i don't want to be held back by my own thoughts and mm-hmm. the sort of more i do it i know that in the long term i will yeah. get better if i keep like going at it and that's how i'm trying to think i'm trying to think long term um so, mm-hmm. so yeah that's how i'm trying to overcome it what about yourself the voice in your head's going to become quieter right exactly the more you act i think for me it's the same um Pretty much, you know, being present and not thinking about things too much. And then, um, also I'd say making sure that, you know, for me, it was the, the way I view myself, the imposter syndrome, making sure that the way I view myself is, you know, it's not who I was five, 10 years ago. It's actually the way I am now. Um, and to kind of gather that data, I guess. You, you have to kind of think about, you know, what kind of person you are right now, understand yourself more, what you've been through, what have you experienced, what have you achieved. And then I feel like when you start even thinking about these thoughts and starting to get in your own way, you know, you have evidence that you can look back on, that you can kind of draw upon and tell yourself, okay, now nah, I, I, I can do this. I'm not going to get in my own way because previously I've done this and this and this and etc. So I think that's how I'm going to approach it. Um, and of course, yeah, it's a work in progress, right? This is it's true with all of us. For sure, I completely agree. And mm-hmm. I guess with anything, like self awareness is key, isn't it? Like the, yeah. as as long as you're aware that this is happening, then I think you'll be able to spot these uh, inconsistencies. Thanks a lot for tuning into the first episode of Freeform. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review if you liked it. And also follow the Freeform Instagram page at Freeform Podcast if you want to stay up to date with the podcast.